0: Hello dear friends, here we are at Kardec Radio, always nourishing our souls with one more, Lifting Hope. Lifting Hope is a program based on the book, Memoirs of a Suicide. This book comes to us through the hands of the renowned Brazilian medium, Yvonne Pereira, and the spirit author is Camilo Potelho. This is the pseudonym of the spirit, Camilo Castelo Branco, who lived in the 19th century in Portugal. And in Portugal, Camilo had the opportunity of being a very prolific writer. He brought to us more than 260 books and made a difference. But at the end of his life, not at the very end, It wasn't supposed to be the end, but he made it be the end. At the end of his life, he became blind. He couldn't take the pain and the sorrows of it. He quitted life. He committed suicide. Once in the spiritual realm, he suffered. And then at some point, he came back to the earth to tell all of us. What happens to suicide spirits? It's not a happy transition. It's very difficult. But we don't go to help per se. Temporarily, a lot of disturbance, a lot of issues, a lot of problems. But we came to the conclusion that the mercy of God will always help us out. Today, we're going to be studying about the women who commit suicide. In this book, there is a clear separation. The suicides who are women, they go to a specific area. And men, they are separated to be rehabilitated. And we'll know also today why this happens, for several reasons. But we're going to understand the importance of the feminine. He titled this part, and even this chapter, The Feminine Element. Are you ready? It doesn't matter if in this life you were born in the body of a woman or in the body of a man. This lesson is for all of us because after all we are immortal spirits. The feminine in us irrespective of the physical body. But when we reincarnate in the body of a woman... There is a reason. When we reincarnate in the body of a man, there is a reason as well. Are you ready for it? Yes? I will bridge it up to you. Welcome to Kardec Radio, dear listeners and viewers. I'm opening here. To see you more clearly. I can see. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see. The sound is working well. Hello, Ellen Swift. How are you? Hello, Sunshine. Big hug to you. Hello, Margot Malik. A super hug to you. Hello, Silvio Tero. How have you been? And Jailton. Carol Correia, a super hug to you, Daisy Galen. What a joy, Daisy. And Amanda Andrade. How have you been, Amanda? Nora Brasil, what a joy, Nora. Friends, if you are here and I haven't seen you or anything, if you want to say hi, just say hi. We will be here in this virtual classroom, and it's important that we participate. Feel free to share questions, ask, and make comments if you feel like doing so, because we are together to progress here. Okay? All right. So yesterday we had a challenge. The challenge of Thinking about art for the good, if you are watching this today, yesterday we were studying about the power of art in putting us in elevation and harmony. And some friends have sent us their art for the good. And I've just received Teresa Castros as well, and Kara Correa yesterday, and other friends. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The challenge for those who don't know was to go through the gospel according to spiritism, choose a passage, and use any form of art to express how you felt about the passage, thinking of how that art can elevate somebody else's spirit. So if we go back to that part of the chapter before we transition to the new one, it's chapter 21. Let me go back here, okay? I'm going back. Meanwhile, we're thinking of it together. Chapter 21, The Female Element. Well, at some point, and I'm flipping the pages here in my Kindle version, teasing you to look for yours. Remember, they had this beautiful poetry recited by Rita de Cassia for Jas fra- Frazon. And it's interesting because it shows to us the effect, the impact of her poetry on people. And as the charming poet read her poetry from the star-like book, waves of light emerged from her pure mind. The waves touched every corner of the rose decorated area, enveloping it in their sweet vibrations, penetrating everything with their suggestive power. The scenes described in her poems materialized around us, establishing life and movement. The poems mostly paid homage to nature, that of the Earth and that of the spirit world, and also that of other inhabited planets that she closely studied blessing or glorifying in sweet prayers the work of the divine wisdom, always turning around luminous expressions of beauty and perfection. So we have been learning that our beautiful uh, opportunity of working with art is no longer to um, delight the senses for entertainment, but art is actually a way to worship god and also service to elevate the souls of people see we have a lot to learn this book is really phenomenal sunshine is saying it was a wonderful challenge i raised my ceiling if possible thank you thank you sunshine Later, on another page, elegies blossomed, portraying the human pilgrimage. Following her poetic rapture, our minds vibrated in tandem with hers, and we felt the same emotions, which penetrated our spiritual fibers like balsams, calling a truce for our constant sense of person- personal deficiency that made us feel so small. We felt as if we were present through her thought in all that poetic sublimity. So beautiful. You see the impact of art in elevating the self-esteem of people, elevating themselves as divine beings. So next time we use art, Let us use art not only to express our good feelings, but also thinking of it as service, as an opportunity to worship God while elevating people's lives, okay? All right. And she said, as you have seen, my dear friends, I have sought to bring the idea of the divine into my humble compositions. As a caretaker of the progress of moral religious sentiments in your hearts, I invited you here to remind you that in your literary essays while on earth, you forgot to laud the beneficent lessons regarding the magnificence that the universe offers to the authentic thinker. God revealed himself right before your eyes in the unmistakable splendor of nature. You could have glorified God by making your productions a praise of the truth, thereby helping others less knowledgeable than you to also find the divine thoughts scattered throughout the glorious history of creation. But you preferred negativism, insipid form and analysis purely human concepts that were filled with prejudice and slated to be forgotten because they were not capable of edifying you or preparing you for any sort of victory. What I have presented to you this evening was the most elevated and sublime literary expression your minds can conceive of. However, be aware that for us, it is but the first step. A simple ABC of artistic knowledge, since I am only a humble and still faltering student of the universal science. So, simple ABC of artistic knowledge. You see how far we are from truly grasping it. That exercise of humility, right, Durand de Rosa? Thank you for being here with us. Hello, Elder Lima. Welcome to Kardec Radio. Are you ready for the next part of this chapter? It's about the female elements about the feminine are you ready now we're going to go on a journey with Camilo that may surprise us to some point since we're talking about the art we're talking about the feminine and we're talking about women he says we will not conclude this exposition without telling the reader about what was happening in the women's sector. So you know that when suicides arrive in Hope City to rehabilitate it, they are separated men and women. And you may be asking how come if Kardec reveals to us in the Spirit's book that the Spirit is not a man or a woman but remember, at our level of evolution when we discarnate, we keep feeling whom we are right we keep feeling ourselves as um, male female um, in the spiritual realm for a while until we become more elevated when nothing of this will matter but it's gonna take uh, quite a while maybe millions of years I don't know it's up to us our journey is at our own speed right books the books are saying yes to us <laughs> they are alive <laughs> however i must say that i have very little to add to what has been described before they say that the rules apply to both men and women are responsible for what they have done that's number one humans we are humans as spirits this means that our sisters, women who succumb to the desperation of suicide, are subject to the same consequences resulting from the sinister cause they created with an act of their own will. The effects of this cause have already been extensively discussed. Thus, women are as responsible for their actions, thoughts and mental states as men are. Okay? Now they will make their adjustments alike. He says to us that while he was there, they never mingle the men with the the women there, the masculine and the female, the male and the female, however we name it here. And now after 10 years there, Camilo has been in this colony for 10 years. He's finally invited a new step and he says beautifully this is the hope we had progressed we had become less dense less subject to Earth's gravity we had learned to volitate to travel through space moving by an impulse of our will especially on the grounds of the colony where everything seemed to be easier just as if it were our paternal home This is the normal way that spirits move about, but our state, as reprobates, had kept us from doing so for a long time. Okay? So, they start at the security, and he says, well, everything looks the same. The architecture, the settings, very similar, but he says, the directors are the same of the different divisions. The hospital, Brother Theocrito, Brother Jean, supervisor of a mental ward. Father Miguel de Santarém, the head of isolation ward. Father Anselmo, the auxiliary of the tower. But the internal workers, the nurses, the guardians were different. They were women whose merits and virtues were fully equal to those of the men in the men's sectors. Okay? He says, I began to regard them with much more consideration and larger amount of goodwill. The reality of the matter is that the spirit that reincarnates numerous times to perform female tasks and missions acquires solid and redemptive virtues more quickly and with greater efficiency, thus elevating itself morally in less time. So I must acknowledge the fact that the workers in the women's sectors, the aides to the supervising initiates, had loftier moral and spiritual qualities than both Canaleja's doctors, Estel, Steele, Brothers Ambrosio, etc., to whom we owed much for their tireless care. The clinical staff composed of the initiate scientists, as we know, was the only representative of male activities performing duties there. Moreover, they were very secretive and were seen only in few instances. <laughs> okay. So, Prado to welcome there. He says, now this sister named Hortensia is going to lead you the next step and once there she says before your mentors begin to explain things it would be best to remember my dear brothers that most women unfortunately have not yet grasped the true purpose for having reincarnated as women they are rolling the societies they are called to serve as much as men are accustomed to being treated and deemed inferior down Through the centuries, women wound up accepting being inferior. And sometimes they belittle themselves even more when thinking they are putting themselves on a par with men. They imitate men's actions with dishonorable passions and acts. Ouch. We have to pause. I'm sorry. We have to pause to talk about this. Okay. Let's talk about this. We are at a time, and this was written at the beginning of the 20th century and was published halfway through the 20th century, 1954 to 56. It's still an issue on Earth. We are at a time in which we talk about equality of gender. And yet, we have much to understand of our roles clearly our biology says that those who are born in the body of women have specific um, functions like being a mother gestating the body of a baby that a man cannot do and yet we think that is so minimal that we try to do everything that men do And we're not talking about work or profession. We're talking about reproduction and sex. Forgetting that when we have our children, it becomes a priority in our lives. But many women, and we're going to see, that's when we push ourselves to the abyss of madness, mental imbalances. When we deny that we have a purpose in life that is unique, being a mother is not like being a father. There are wonderful fathers. And some people say, oh, it's like they are a mother. But they'll never be. Because being a mother is being a mother. We're talking about gestating a life and caring with such selflessness that you really really forget about yourself. No wonder we just state the baby's bodies inside of our body. God made it on purpose so we literally forget about ourselves. But what do we do nowadays? We're denying the uniqueness of being women. Yes, they recognize we've been treated as inferior beings throughout. But I'll have to say this, in this life, I am in the body of a woman. But I know that in many lives, I was not always in the body of a woman. So when I look in history, and I see men treating women as inferior beings, I can tell I was there. And I was probably one of those men too. So I'm not saying that raising the flag of women as if I am not responsible for what has become of women on earth. Though we're progressing on earth in terms of equality, but we are still far from actually blessing women in their uniqueness because they have a sacred mission that no man will have. We still don't respect women for their sacredness. And that doesn't mean to despise men, no. Men are companions. We are born and reborn yet again, exchanging bodies of men and women. So we cannot put any one of us down. But the point here for us is it's not about equality. It's about the fact that we're unique. Men are unique too. But we need to find out the uniqueness of women and help the little girls who are being born understand why they are being born in the body of women. And this instructor is saying most women, unfortunately, Have not yet grasped the true purpose for having reincarnated as women their role in the societies they are called to serve as much as men are okay Teresa Castro is asking what will happen to transgender non-binary I don't know the answer to this seriously I don't know but I understand and I can I hypothesize, Teresa, according to this book and Andrea Lewis' books that before the eyes of God, if you are born in the body of a man, when you discarnate, you will be treated based on that. Oh, but I became a transgender. But in the eyes of God, you are to the body of a man. That's my hypothesis based on the books I've read this far, okay? And I don't think they do this out of disrespect, but if you go to the book Evolution into Worlds, that talks about the inversion of sex, and if you go to a book that is yet to be translated named, uh, by Emmanuel named uh, uh, Sex and Life, we are also going to read about the inversion of the sex, as you're talking about, in the eyes of God, if we are reborn in the body of a man when we discarnate, we'll be seen as somebody who was in the body of a man and came back with that full experience. Mm-hmm. Why would women transform faster than men? Why? Good question. Okay. I will read it for you. It's coming up, okay, sunshine? They first visit the mental ward and that's when we're gonna start answering to this question. We arrived at the mental ward and a nun received them named Vicente de Guzman, the sister of our friend from security. After the fraternal greetings and introductions, the sister Visenya brought them in. She was kind and gentle, and she she allowed them to see the women who were in the mental ward. Description, are you ready? Prepare. Prepare your hearts because it's not easy. Desperate screams, horrific groans infused the place with tragic waves, rendering it repulsive and foreboding like a true insane asylum. Despite the time that had passed, since we first arrived at the colony, we still remember the Sinister Valley and were profoundly surprised to hear right here the horrendous chorus that was usual for that place of darkness. We did not ask any questions, however, because we were certain that everything would be explained in due time. Indeed, As if grasping our interest, the nun herself clarified, these are are the suicides that bear the highest degree of responsibility for their act. And therefore, they have a larger amount of expiation in the future. They will have to endure atrocious situations that will require centuries, To alter and remedy completely. These unfortunate women, my dear brothers, let themselves be enslaved by sinister complexes that unfolded in sequences that were so disastrous that mentally it is as if they were struggling like those who sinking in the quicksand just go deeper in their attempt to get out. A vestige of those horrific complexes is the shameful motive that pulled them away from their earthly existence. Moreover, many of them broke the laws of marriage, betraying the morality of their commitment, forgetting that when they reincarnated, they had promised the law and their guardians that they would serve as faithful caretakers of the sacred institution of family. Educating in the their children in the laws of duty and justice, etc., etc. In order to avoid the sublime and meritorious commitment of motherhood, they expelled from their own wombs the gestating bodies meant to be temporary dwellings of poor spirits that had commitments to fulfill at their side and in the same family spirits that urgently needed to be reborn from them in order to progress in their social and familial circles. They committed this crime many times. We're talking about abortions. They went through lots of abortions. And what is even more serious after the reincarnating spirit was already connected to its new developing body, which means to say, conscious of what they were doing, they committed abominable infanticide. So They killed the babies after they were born, the children after they were born. After so many severe wrongs, right, they left their physical bodies before they're supposed to. So they committed suicide. Said, they may be from different social classes, but there, but here, they are all equal. But the largest contingent is from the upper classes. Their situations are so dire that it will take them two or three centuries, maybe even more, to resolve them. Because unfortunately, dear brothers, I must tell you that in order to free themselves in less time from the cause of such wrongdoing, some of them will undergo the terrible necessity of having to live for a while on worlds that are even less evolved than the Earth. It is not without consequence that human beings dare to impede the progress of divine designs. Wow. They looked through the windows again, and they contemplated the tragic figures of these women who had committed both infanticide and suicide. Oh, God of all mercies, how could such monstrosities exist in the sacred light of the universe? How could women, graceful and beautiful beings, have belittled themselves morally to such deplorable extent? Were they really women or primitive monsters? No, we are looking at, that's right, spirits who have defrauded the most sublime and revered law of the Creator, the law of reproduction of the species. Now we understand, right? When we commit or make abortions, We are under the law of reproduction as criminals. No, no, we don't want to judge, but we want to understand. Men and women need to surrender to the laws of God. Not allowing babies to be born is a crime. We cannot take it lightly. Cannot cannot. Yesterday somebody at the Spirit of Virginia, after our meeting, came to us and said, But Vanessa, what do we do if we are in an election? And on one side we have candidates who are against abortion but they are very disrespectful to people in so many other instances. And other people, other candidates, were so respectful to people in so many instances, but they are in favor of abortion. Actually, they are pro-choice, right? And mentor Joseph replied, we are here to make history happen. It's our turn to change the status quo. It is on us to write to these representatives of ours, choose the one that represents your ideals the most and write to them saying, I approve of you, but I don't approve that you are pro-choice. And help them be conscious Of these things. That's how we should work. We need to change the scenario because the forces of darkness are creating such a confusion that we feel sometimes like not voting because of these impediments, the conflicts according to our principles. But it is on us to push the envelope and change it till it comes to the right order one day. We can't be passive, we can't be passive, sit down and say, oh, this is not what I think, as if I'm better than them. No, it's on us to help our representatives come to higher standards. It takes labor, right? But it's on us. All right? All right. So the women there were disfigured. They were the mental replica of the human embryos that would have developed in the sacred maternal womb if they had not been expelled from it by an act of pure irreverence towards both nature and the divine creator. Wow. Many of those criminals entities were disfigured by three, five, 10 small images which greatly altered their vibrations, completely unbalancing their mental state. We saw deplorable scenes, faithful creations by minds that had only fed themselves on harmful idleness of thought. Lustful memories, overwhelming proof of conduct contrary to morality, populated the horrific cells transforming them into the dwelling of an execrable and deranged collectivity. The disgraced women trashed about without respite, trying to repel the macabre visions originating their own minds. The tiny beings that they had expelled from their wombs hovered around them, brought forth from repercussions within the Paris spirit Moreover, some of them were harassed by the actual spirits that were to have inhabited the expelled bodies. I think that's something we need to share with people. Some people, some spirits who are aborted, they don't forgive. They come back as true obsessors and create diseases, imbalances, and they haunt us until the afterlife. Action and reaction. They have not forgiven the criminal act it says here the women resembled unbelievable monsters with no expression in the human language capable of describing their repulsiveness they would be born irremediably insane in an attempt to correct their vibrational disharmony something that could not be accomplished in the spiritual world they would be repulsive monsters, deformed, sick, whose level of abnormality would make people doubt the wisdom of an omnipotent God. When on the contrary, they would be witnessing a superlative illustration of his sublime wisdom. Others would go into an outer darkness where they would weep and garnish their teeth. The outer darkness is nothing more than a horrific stay on planetary dwellings more primitive than the earth. Can you believe it? And if you're saying, oh, not today, Saturday evening, I don't want to listen to this. Where is hope? Wait. We're describing what we need to know. It's such a sacred think to be in the body of a woman. We need to teach our children when they are born saying, do you know why God asked you to be in the body of a woman? We need to find out to share and educate or look at the consequences. And nowadays it's getting worse. I see women who are women who are me, um, who are moms And they say, yeah, yeah, you know, my husband can do all that I do. As if. And then they start cheating on the husbands. They don't take care of their children. They call babysitters to take care of their children. I mean, in ancient times, we were super ignorant. We didn't have Christianity. We didn't have the information that we have. But nowadays, science, spirituality, so advanced on Earth, how can we still go to that route? And they have these apps for quick dates, one night stands, and they subject themselves to those dangerous situations. What do you know about one night stand? You meet somebody you've never met and then you have something and what happens next? And then you have your children and you no longer want to be a mother. Yeah, it takes work. It is a selfless mission. And We don't want to subject ourselves to that. Those children came through you. You can't feel the same as somebody who hasn't gestated them. Now we're coming close to understanding why women may potentially evolve faster if and only if they embrace the sacredness of being in the body of a woman. Because if they don't, they won't progress. As we're seeing here, they will suffer much more and even be exiled from the planet, expiate as monsters in inferior planets, inferior than the earth, more inferior than the earth, to understand that they had a sacred opportunity at hand, they trashed it out. Horrified and astonished by what we saw, and everything the instructor explained to us, we realized that the cases in the women's mental ward were profoundly more troubling and grave than those in the men's, because the tragic consequences for the former far surpassed those of the latter. They were highly troubled. They wanted to go back to a learn about Jesus. They didn't want to see that but they had to learn as we do too. And then the instructor said to them actually they had a question by one of the students that was in every student's mind I don't recall seeing these women in the Valley of Suicides, where were they? Answer, these women did not dwell in the Valley of Suicides. Spirit suicides that gravitate to the Valley already exhibit something that would imply an affinity for normal progress. Normal progress. These poor women, however, were completely attuned to darkness. Their consciences compromised by tremendous wrongdoing, and they were all accompanied for a long time by a sinister cortege of evil entities whose suggestions they linked themselves to through identical mental ties. When they discarnated, they were enveloped by malefic vibrational waves in tune with their own, they have remained like that till now and will be so in the future until bitter expiations. Existences abundant in serving the true good undo the shackles that have enslaved them to the evil, etc., etc., etc. Many of these women discarnated only to be seized by the components of the perverse phalanx to which they were attuned through their criminal acts. They were then imprisoned in horrific places in the spirit world and even on earth where they were subjected to mistreatment and indescribable inconceivable humiliation. There are cases where the spirits who should have reincarnated through them but who were expelled thereby incurring a load of harm and suffering, joined the wicked beings that surrounded those women in order to punish them with acts of execrable vengeance. Other women succumbing to old tendencies remained for a long time in dens of degradation and immorality in the midst of human society, animalized and mentally shackled to vile instincts. And still others, desperate and evil, approached incarnate women who gave them access and suggested they do things identical to the ones that had debased them. Wow. Wow. They will reincarnate exactly as they are now. And all the measures have been taken for their return to a physical body. Since they are in no condition to choose anything for themselves, the law has imposed on them their renewal in a material body to reach a better situation. Wow. They will have terrible expiatory reincarnations. And okay, they will go through Very difficult expiations. How are you feeling, friends? Is it hard to conceive? What do you think? This is the law of action and reaction. And in this chapter, we're being shaken up to revisit the most important concept, the divine law. we need to respect because we have the law written in our conscience there is a reason why we incarnate in bodies of men and or the body of women this proclaimed freedom that we're calling nowadays is very dangerous because God wouldn't wouldn't make a mistake Organizing our reincarnation in the body of a man so we can be in the body of a woman. Yes, we can choose. If you say, Vanessa, can we choose? Yes, you can. We can do anything. The problem is the consequences. If God asks us to reincarnate in the body of a woman, He's asking us for something very specific. If he's asking us to be in the body of a man for a while, there are reasons, specific reasons to do so. Nowadays, we are at a time in which people feel like their own gods, their gods of their lives. They are the very lord of their lives. I don't like this body, and then I choose to change. Okay, better than going insane. But one day, we will need to come to the conclusion that we need to subject ourselves to the laws of God. Oh, but I wish, I don't think we have room for wishing anything before God's wish, God's will. And that's where we make the worst mistake, when we want our will to go above God's will and we throw tantrums. If I don't have it, I'll kill myself. Right? Vanessa, isn't that tough? Are you being tough on people who don't accept being on this or that body? No, we need to understand and support them. But we're saying sometimes, friends, The spirits who don't like us from previous lives, they create a lot of confusion in our minds. And they push us to make decisions that will make us disapprove of ourselves. So we need to help one another by avoiding that. Camilo says that they discovered one department in women's sector that did not exist in the premises occupied by men. It was what they called the Young Women's Boarding School, a sort of model school for young suicides who had succumbed to the sinister act due or not due to sentimental imbalances, broken hearts, etc., So, let's go back to Sunshine's question. Why would women transform faster than men? In this chapter, we have a brief overview, but if you go to Leon Denis' book, which unfortunately is not yet uh, translated, but it was in a previous issue of the Spiritist magazine, Daisy helped us. She helped translate that passage about uh, women and the feminine in a book that is named In the Invisible. I think it's probably translated. I don't remember now. I'm, I'm sorry. But it says, because women are capable of gestating a being through their own body, that's a lot of renunciation because you're transformed. You're sharing your body. It's not simple. And then you breastfeed. You give of yourself to this being. You care for this being. If we surrender to those tasks, we evolve much faster than people who don't do it. Because it's an act of true love when you do all those tasks. And because we are always asked to forget ourselves because of the historical aspects, if we surrender to really caring for people and because of our biology fosters, you know, hormones and neurotransmitters that makes us bond and be more compassionate, we tend to evolve faster if we surrender to those elements. But there are some women who remain more animalistic than men they may be minority but that exists and nowadays with this so-called freedom women are unfortunately forgetting of all these missions right and they think it's beautiful to be pregnant and work until the last day To have a baby and give it to somebody else because I'll go back to work. Somebody's going to take care of my children, even the fathers, but not me. And I am better than that. They are not going to evolve faster. Because they are not surrendering to the main mission. Which is of motherhood. But we need to learn or relearn what it is to be mothers. In our society, we have lost that sacredness of motherhood. We need equality of rights to the point that society understands. One day, if you're a woman, you're working, you're pregnant, you will have a different work schedule to accommodate your needs. One day, Earth is going to evolve to that level. You will be given the support that you need to have your children. You will need the support to raise this child. And you will be able to work, but not under the same schedule, because you have a sacred mission Towards society, you're raising the next citizen that will help the society. So we need to help you. But we're so far from it. So far that people cannot believe we'll be there one day. So if you're asking tonight, what is the feeling exercise for us today? What is it? Whether we're men or women, let us think of the sacredness of being in the body of a woman. Let's take Sunshine's question and meditate on it deeply. You can even write it down and do your research. Why would women or spirits who reincarnate in the body of women potentially evolve faster is that a homework yes that's a homework for everybody because we're not done tomorrow we will work in the last chapter of this book and wrap it up okay so that's our exercise in the next 24 hours to reflect on the potential of women evolving faster if and only if they are really women but what is to be women according to the laws of God what is it that's homework for all of us okay yes sunshine is uh, saying do Brazilians honor the sacredness of motherhood better no I don't think so I, th- I think our society allows women in Brazil to be more mothers and their jobs and it's seen as okay compared to America but I'm not so sure if people do it out of feeling it's more sacred I don't think people have that type of awareness you know and it's changing already in Brazil unfortunately we are quickly um, imitating the American society but We will change it. Teresa Castro is saying renunciation. I think so. Thank you, Daisy. Daisy has just posted here issue 47. Uh, It's the article Women and Spiritism. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Daisy, for helping us out at all ends. And in the book Leon Denis, in the Invisible Chapter 7. Thank you so much, Daisy. So that's our homework in the next 24 hours. Thinking about... Reincarnating in the body of a woman and how that can potentially foster greater evolvement as spirits. Okay, let's meditate on this. Think about it and recall our model of woman and mother, Mother Mary, to whom we owe all the works of the rescuing of suicides and to whom we owe the greatness of her mission as the mother of our master Jesus, the governor of our planet. Oh, Mother Mary, please inspire us women on earth to understand the sacredness of being a woman, the sacredness of being a mother and change what's happening nowadays hmm I confess to you before we pray that when I decided to be a mother I was 40 years of age never before those 40 years I got pregnant I loved children always loved but I thought my mission was elsewhere until I felt like no. I want to be a mother. Meditating on it, reflecting on it, though I had my own career as a scientist and as a professor faculty at university, I concluded that nothing I've done that far was closely important to being a mother. And I love working professionally speaking, but nothing comes close so, the whole gestation, I accommodated my life to being as stress free as possible. It was a beautiful pregnancy, thank God. And since Virginia's birth, I have been transformed so much, focusing on the learning experiences of being a mother. But I tell you, it's hard because our society does not value it. If I were the CEO of a company, many people would praise me. But accommodating my professional life to being a mother, there is no applause. But from closest friends and family, but I would say to the general society, especially in America, there is no merit. Look at me and say, ask me, do I care? No. And I tell you, you shouldn't care either. Because what society thinks doesn't come any close to the importance of God's will before us. And I know that in the eyes of God, that's the right attitude. I'm not bragging about myself, but I'm sharing with you because many people look at me and think that I am an intellectual, behind the books, always studying, da, da, da. No. No. Some people say, oh, Babanis, why do you do this at 11 p.m.? Because being a mother, 11 p.m. is the best time for you to do what you need to do with calmness because I'm not going to bring a babysitter at 6 p.m., to do cardiac radius program you know and make it easier no I'll be a mother at 6 p.m. and after Virginia is asleep I'll be able thanks to the support of Carlos the father he's watching her sleep I can be here and do the program at 11 p.m. and I'm sharing this because there is a myth that goes around thinking that women can have it all. Men and women can have it all. The question is: Should we have it all? Is this what God wants us to do? What does God wants from us? Good question. That's our homework in the next twenty four hours. Okay, being a mom, a blessing, right, Sivotera? Mother Mary, sweet Mother Mary, we need you. You are an inspiration for us. What would we do without Mother Mary? She was the one that brought Jesus to us. Without Jesus, our life on earth wouldn't be the same. Let us pray. Let us pray for those women who committed suicide. Shall we tailor this prayer to them? We love the men as well, but we're going to pray for them. Because as Jesus said, we're more fragile than evil. Let us pray. Dear Mother Mary, tonight we would like to join forces with you in praying for the women who committed suicide, wherever they are. May they feel your loving and caring approach. The warmth of your sky blue blanket of healing light enveloping them. In love, in kindness. And the servants of your legion rescuing them to a new beginning. We also visualize the warmth of your healing blanket of sky blue light enveloping incarnate women's women who are thinking of committing suicide, may they be soothed in your loving care. As they hear your words saying, My dear child, You are a child of God. This shall pass. This shall pass. This shall pass. And they surrender to the arms of your servants and are instructed on staying hopeful and strong, courageous before adversities and turn it all around. And we pray tonight especially for the abortion clinics, for the sadness that they are, We pray for the staff that works there, for the doctors, hoping that they realize sooner than later that there is a better path to support women other than killing the very hopes. Of their future. Oh God, thank you for bringing Mother Mary to us, rescuing us from our insanity, from our madness. May we support the people on the earth, by visualizing them all right now, enveloped by a current of healing light and feel your presence. May we stay under your guidance and protection, dear God. As Mother Mary keeps inspiring us to take part in her immense work and support during awake or sleep time, feeling the joy of living, we thank you for the gift of life. And so be it. Mm. Dear friends, here we are. Thank you for being with us. This chapter is so essential and yet so difficult to talk about. But new discoveries await us. Thank you, Teresa, for your kindness. And thank you, all friends, for being with us. Let us do this exercise in the next 24 hours. Reflect on the sacredness of women and why, potentially, they may evolve faster if they accommodate the sacredness of womanhood. For now, we are nourishing our souls, hoping that we can be supportive to other people's nourishments as well. This is Kardec Radio, always nourishing our souls. We hope to see you tomorrow here in another episode of the program, Lifting Hope. Thank you, friends. Until tomorrow, God willing.